I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, sponsored by Solar.com, partnered with Last Fan Standing. Man's International now, fams. Check the statistics. Today is Friday, January 29th. We are in for a jam-packed show. It's Match Week 20 recap. It's the Prem de la Prem Bowl preview, a.k.a. Arsenal vs. United. Patrick and I have a big humanitarian effort to announce all the segments you know and love. The Degenerate District Lock hits. Lots to get through, but first, Patrick, cue the lights. Cue the keys. We say goodbye to one of the most jovial, plump, rotund managers in the Premier League. No, not you, Steve. Bruce, your time hasn't come yet. It is indeed Super Frankie Lampard of Chelsea. He's on his way out, Patrick. The original chunk boy. Mm-hmm. The prince that was promised. The coldest wand to ever do it. His managerial resume will now say... Got to the EFL playoffs with Derby County. Got Chelsea to fourth place in the 1920 season. Yelled at Jurgen Klopp on the sideline that one that one time. You'll it's never a, sing that. It's robust. The hell of a resume. I wonder if the um, I wonder if the the, the chance uh, around Stamford Bridge would have to change. Should they see him again? If they'd have to tack on to his legacy. I assume Frank Lampard has a song. Knowing Chelsea, it's probably Frank. Frank, just over and over again, but yeah, not even in different tones, <laughs> just a monotone Frank. <laughs> oh, but man, yeah, he went through the majority of his career without fans in the stadium. So interesting times at the Bridge. We were surprised he didn't get the boot after Leicester City immediately, but it turns out that was probably the final, the final straw. Unless he had, unless Abramovich set him a goal of like you have to beat Luton by five goals. And they didn't pull it off, but I, I think that's a little too far fetched. Yeah, they were just getting their their affairs in order. And James, if I'm honest, I'm a I'm a bit sad for Frank. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's all fun to fun to banter, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a guy who got his dream job and fizzled out uh, like a dying star. And it's for me, it was it has all of the makings of a project, but you knew it was never going to be treated as a, a project you know mm-hmm. um like and if, 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 if it was a project uh he didn't get a fair shake if it was win now uh, he got what he deserved um you know i think personally again i think it should have been a project he he certainly had one the year before with the transfer ban he got the team to come together making the champions league fantastic fantastic result out of last season there's no other way to look about look look at that uh and then he got the squad infused with 300 million dollars uh worth of talent and bringing that talent together was always going to be a chore. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, that was his situation. You signed a manager with a year of experience, but all along we, we just knew that was never going to be the case with Chelsea. Uh, yeah, so it's, it was, it's, a, it's a weird one for me, uh, but not, not at all surprising. It was a kiss of death, wasn't it? You know, he did well considering expectations in his first season, but at Chelsea you're on a two-year cycle. 
one year is a dumpster fire, and the next year you're challenging for the title. I'd say that's pretty much the parameter. The parameters that of the last fifteen Marine, years, certainly that Marina and uh, Roman operate in, and yeah, Lampard got a kiss of death in the sense that he was overwhelmingly backed. And when you, depending on what you read in the papers, he didn't necessarily go after all those players either. That was a no. board decision on some of those guys. So he got given a team, world class players, not necessarily the ones he wanted, and they were like, "All right, go on, son." get us the title. And Patrick, here's an amazing stat that stood out to me. He was top of the table after beating Leeds December 5th. Obviously, this was before the Prem the Prem de la Prem kiss of death mm-hmm. where we said there we, you know, I just did the opposite our... to Burnley. I'm on fire this season. Right. Yeah, so you're hedging or anti stonking a whole lot of teams. It's mm-hmm. hard to keep track. But Chelsea was one that we, uh, you know, put up in the limelight. And then ever since then it was a bit of a downward turn. Um, and it's very telling kind of who had, you know, pleasant things to say about Frank on his way out and who was uh, particularly mum on the occasion. And it was mostly all the academy grads, you know, the people who he brought along from uh, from the start of last season into this season. But, um, you know, you didn't see any, anything really from any of the new signings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's always it's always tricky right after after a manager gets sacked. Um, there's all sorts of stories that come out, and it's tough to kind of sift through what's real. There's obviously the uh, the story about Rudiger causing problems, and then a few Chelsea yeah. players came to his defense. Um, another story I heard around the transfer window is he wanted Declan Rice, and the board refused simply because it would look like they got rinsed, having sold and then bought back a exactly. player. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I believe. But, to be fair, I wonder how often that rationale yeah. is tossed around boardrooms. It's like we'd look like idiots. I'm yeah. sure that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, but of course, and and because because you're like you can't keep, especially with Chelsea's um, uh, you know loan policy, you're gonna have those talents that go elsewhere, and event you eventually sell them early, and you're like, oh, you know, Arsenal's got those guys all around the world; they're playing in the Champions League, you know, uh, unlike Arsenal. And so for for Chelsea, it's just it's playing the long game. It's weird, and their 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 recruitment if you're to believe all of this, is is strange. It's, we weren't good enough. Uh, we, we have all this money after we sold Hazard and Murata somehow. And now let's throw it all into the market. We'll grab some people and then we'll do it again next summer. I have no doubt they're going to be in on Sancho. I have no doubt they're going to make a bid on Holland when he's available. They're going to be throwing money at everything. So I've, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're going to just keep doing this. They'll probably win a title once every four to five years and cycle through managers. I, I if... I mean, to be fair, I, I was going to say if 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 Frank gets sacked, you know, there's there's going to be no exception to the rule. He was going to be the exception to the rule if there was. But at the end of the day, uh, he had the worst record of any manager under Abramovich, so he had the longest leash at the same right. time. Like, yeah, there, there's, yeah, it's so funny. You talk yeah. about how harsh of a decision it was, but he was also given the longest leash. Yeah, and I'm sure there's all these factors like. You wonder how fans would be reacting. Like you remember the depths of Sorry Ball and how the fans were in the stadiums. How would they have been reacting with Frank? You know, probably very mm. respectfully, and surely that would have weighed on Roman. But you're right; it's a great point. Would, he had the yeah. longest leash. Yeah, he, he that that's a, that's an interesting thing. Like, yeah, if if there were fans in the stadium, could he have gotten a bit more out of them? Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe not necessarily out of. I think something he said in his. Um, I was trying to spin it for. You know, disrespect towards the board, but it's it's a pretty pretty neutral and classy departure note from Frank. But the one thing I did pick out is that he was disappointed to have not had more time. Uh, so you know, in his eyes, I could have he could have gotten it sorted. Uh, 
had he been given more time and he's disappointed, uh, you didn't really put that disappointment on anyone. I think, of course, he's disappointed that he didn't get more time. Uh, but you're, the question is, this is this is Chelsea. You don't get that time. It's that simple. <laughs> no, you, you certainly don't. And uh, the manager wheel will keep on spinning there for, for perpetuity. But let's talk about the next guy in, Mr. Thomas Tuchel, who I'm pretty sure Roman Abramovich put out an APB on like just general coaches who speak German. And it turns yeah. out Tuchel was the third choice behind Rangnick and uh, Nagelsmann tried to prize away Nagelsmann. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if Roman like cheeky soft pitched Jurgen Klopp and Jurgen was just like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, he's like, what? He's like nothing. It's stupid. Forget about it. It's stupid. <laughs> Wait, this isn't Thomas Tuchel? Got, got the wrong number. My bad. I'll talk to you later. See you around. It <laughs> just power moves him. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, who, you called me. Uh, Tuchel, <laughs> Tuchel seems okay. I think that um, I, I think for all of it, if you manage like what what manager leaves PSG with with like a high rating from fans? But he took him to the uh, the Champions League final last year. You can say whatever you will about their run. Yeah, he won everything there was to win in League League One. Um, can you blame him for only winning? The, the cup once with Dortmund when Bayern exists? Not really. You know, yeah. so I think his credentials are fine. And so if you want to disrespect him for PSG, that's fine. I'll allow it. I think you have to also respect him for, for Dortmund just because how well-run and uh, successful mm-hmm. that club tends to be. So for me, worst-case scenario, he's, you know, just a, a, a bang-average, high, um, like, big club manager. And, yeah, that let's let's see what happens. I think that's that's the coaching carousel at Chelsea. Is bang average big club managers. Well, that's right. probably and disrespectful to several of them. But yeah, you know well, what I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you know Chelsea, just a, a ring of bang average managers passing through. <laughs> that's how I'd sum it up. But uh, <laughs> sorry, <I> do, Carl. <laughs> you know what I, I meant. meant. You know what I meant. Couldn't pick a good one out of the bunch myself. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. They're all the same. Um, just move but on. I do James, feel you can take with, it from here. With the PSG gig. You will leave that job a bum if you do not bring the Champions League. Nothing else matters. You're going to no. win the domestic Nothing else treble. Is Nothing else in... matters. And you Patrick, won four trophies funny. last year. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> thinking about Tuchel, in my Neanderthal brain, I had this ingrained feeling that I didn't like him, and it was like deep-seated, and that he was just a crap coach. And I dug into that. I dug into that a little bit further. I took, you know, if you take a meditation class, they say to investigate your feelings. So I compiled my reasons, and here they are. First, he coached PSG, and I don't like PSG because of Neymar or Di Maria. Number two, he has a rat face. It's just a fact. Mm. So those are the two reasons why I had this deep sort of like dislike of Tuchel. And then, of course, I actually like spend some minute, like a, f- a few minutes listening to his interviews and reading up on him now that he's at Chelsea. Seems to be a totally fine, personable, eloquent, and all-around decent guy. Right. <laughs> like couldn't and apparently he's he's you know a bit of a tactical revolutionary so we'll have to wait and see if he's um exciting enough to make our mount olympus of prem managers you know what i love a dude that's making fifa substitutions throwing on wingers for for defenders and just saying Mm -hmm. hey you got some defensive responsibilities but go on get forward especially in a tied game he went for it didn't click but coach what am i playing uh you're left wing but you're also left back does that make sense Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, what are my defensive responsibilities? Score. Everything. Score the winning goal. Nothing. Score the winning goal. But don't concede. <laughs> Go, but stay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. I'm here for. Uh, it. Would you any any um 
anything you want to read into the first first game, first match week lineup? He had one training session. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, a ver- there was a there was a very notable unused sub in Timo Werner, and here's where I have sympathy for Lampard. If he did that, it would be like the relationship is gone beyond repair. And with Tuchel, you could spin it as a masterstroke. It's like okay, he's been just put through the ringer. He needs to be. Just like start from zero, just build up your game and training, and then we'll get you back out there. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, perfect man management. But in the context of Lampard's career, if Werner was an unused sub, it's almost like you're baiting for blood. So the the irony was a bit cruel there. But um, yeah, he went with a blend. He went with a blend. All the new guys aside from Werner were in there. And then um, Hudson Odoi and Giroud up front. Yeah. Thought it was interesting. Uh, no, an experienced an experienced manager left Mason Mount on the bench to start. I thought it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, Patrick, I got to be honest. I don't even know where you stand on that anymore. So I'm just gonna go along with it. Yeah, um, it's a deep fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm James. To be to be quite honest, I'm not quite convinced where I stand on that anymore as well. Um, mm-hmm. But let me just say, if it appears that Tuchel will be using him as a as a super sub, your boy's going full heel again. <laughs> Let's just say uh, Mason Mount was none too pleased when Lampard left the building. Wait, Mason Mount is trash? Always has been. (laughs) We're back on. All right, let's move it right along. Patrick, let's talk about what we've been doing in the background. For those of you Uh, who don't know, and I don't know how mm -hmm. you would, we're both philanthropists. We're something of investors and also defenders of the public. We started a GoFundMe. We started a GoFundMe, and it's called FU to the FA. It's very subtle, and is in defense of our near and dear friend Dean Smith, head coach of Aston Villa, who was sent off for bantering the refs after they made an unconscionable not-offside call last week in Man City Villa. It is our position as fans and human beings that we should be able to call a spade a spade. And when you're faced with clear injustice, you should be able to ask a referee if they got juggling balls for Christmas without fear of being labeled an abuser and sentenced to a touchline ban. So here's what we're doing, folks. We're raising money. We are raising money to pay his fine. A, a cool, once you take conversion into account, $10,947. But we're doing it out of principle in hopes that future Dean Smiths don't get deterred from saying it like it is. Yep, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were done. Anything to add to the cause? No, uh, but James, so... What 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 what's going to happen with the money? I think that's the question that's on uh, my mind and everyone's mind. Well, optics are a bit of an issue right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. Optics are a bit of an issue because it says the funds go to account user James Burton. So $10,000 in the pocket of James Burton. Rest assured, if this picks up, and I really hope you guys get invested, every penny counts, Rest assured, we will get Dean's attention and it will go to a charity of his choosing. But like I said, guys, it's about the message. It's not about the money. I have every I have every faith, every bit of faith that Aston Villa can cover this, this fine, this ban. I'm sure mm. they have the money. But it's a principal thing. Are we going to stop managers from being able to banter refs when they're wrong? We've lost a lot of things this season, fans included. But let's not lose our love of the game. I think that's... I think that's the best way I can put it. Well said. Well said. Uh, yeah, so help us get some noise on this. Uh, post it around to your villa, villa forums, villa friends. 
um, or just people who want to have a good laugh at the FA because who doesn't want to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're we're looking forward to whatever this becomes. And maybe this is – I think this – James, like if we're going to stand for something, it should be a middle finger to the FA, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can get behind, you know. Uh, so that's what, that's, that's what I'm excited for. And if we Patrick. end up throwing that money into some good causes and some charities in the name of, uh, you know, the middle finger to the FA – yeah, you know, that's that's even better. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I don't stand want for it something. going to the FA, to be clear, like I'd prefer it go to charity. Oh no, it wouldn't go to the FA. It would go. Well, to if the they accepted our, well, I think if they accepted our payment of the fine, like Villa would never do that. But imagine Villa was like, "Oh, Prem to raise us money, Dean, you're good. No, we're going to use this money." Imagine right. they actually did that. Right. Uh, I just they'll, well, it was actually funny. Charity. A touchline ban in in no fan Premier League is he just sits in the row right behind the dugout and still talks to everyone. Yeah, it means meaning. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. It, it was it was basically just a further five feet of separation from where he normally stands in the technical area. Well, he shouldn't be if he's been sent off. He shouldn't be talking to people. I think that is part of it. From my time yeah. watching uh, the Mexican national team. <laughs> That's perfect. Anyway, please donate, guys. Like I said, every penny counts. Even if you just if you just have a you know a nominal dime that you can give us a cursory flick in our direction, we will send you a commemorative juggling ball to honor the donation. <laughs> so please, please, just one, just one. Have fun juggling, yeah, you just idiot. Just a single one. Mm-hmm. It's called throw the ball up in the air and catch it, nerd. www.gofundme.com backslash f backslash fu to the F.A. Donate Got now. it. Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick. Match Week 20 recap. Lots going on. I think we zone in on our title contenders or those who are meandering about the top of the table. I think Villa, West Ham, Leicester, and Everton played each other. And then we'll get into the real big honchos towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mega mm-hmm. honchos. Clear separation, yes. So these are these are these are basically the ones we wanted to highlight where we look at the table mid season and we have to do a little double take. Say, who's where? You know? And so, you know, we expect the Manchester Cities, the Liverpools, the United's, Arsenals, Chelsea's, the Arsenals Tottenham's of the world. All those sick teams are identical in every way. Mm-hmm. Them to be talked about as contenders. We're gonna do that enough throughout Wanted to highlight on these other teams. We're having great seasons, but good enough, James. Halfway feels like a good time to make a make a judgment call. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time to firmly call out where these guys belong and if they're punching above their weight, as we do here on Prem de la Prem. Snap decisions, and we reserve the right to change them on a week-to-week basis. Let's start with Aston Villa. They are in a sneaky 10th place but they have played two less games than a majority of teams. Teams sitting on 20 games played. They've played 18 games. They're in 10th place. They pick up six points. That boosts them right up to fifth place. So, Villa. I, Patrick, first of all, their game against Burnley, even though they lost, it was my game of the week. And right next to Leeds, Villa is my most improved team in the league this year, hands down second to none and next to Leeds, they're the great entertainers i think they lack a little bit of focus you see it in this game against burnley um you saw it in the game against west ham where they kind of dominated but they didn't they didn't get the win at the end they ended up losing 
but um, they were battering Burnley and ended up not coming away with a victory just from some classic Burnley, Sean Dyche-esque uh, goals. Such Burnley it. goals. Such Burnley goals. If you were asked to describe a Burnley goal to someone just taking a report down, it would probably be, uh, what was it, the Chris Wood header at the end? Yeah, I, I would say, well, I I would say Sean Dyche instructions just just winging it in the box, mix it up, good things happen. I'd say that's that's the offensive tactics of Burnley. Mm-hmm. If you're, uh, yeah, if Sean Dyche was a FIFA manager, in the scouting report, he would, like, set the ticker of minimum height to six feet. Be like, don't bring me back a player if he's under six foot. Like, no. he's the next Pele. Don't give a shit. Where does he stand yeah. in the box? Oh, do we even, are we, we even, uh, I guess we did, did we miss the, um, Sean Dyche clop dust up on the last episode? Yeah, yeah. Getting my, my weeks, weeks messed up, but yeah, that was... Uh, that was that that came out that our episode aired the same day that that incident happened. So that didn't even happen. Loved a little bit of that. Sean Dice like, what's what's wrong with two managers sticking up for their team? Who cares? Get oh, on yeah. with it. Loved There's it. an unspoken code. There's an unspoken code that if you just get into a bit of handbags in the post match interview, nobody snitches. Mm-hmm. Nobody says what it was about. Actually, well, some I think Klopp did say he started it. So. Yeah. Klopp yeah, said, I, "You'll have to ask him what's why he started it." No, okay, that was just, a bit. That was yeah. a bit of a bitch move. Yeah, yeah, I take that back. But no one says what it was about. I guess is my point. Like I remember, uh, Hoiberg got into it today with Klopp, and they were like, "What was that about?" And he's like, "Don't even remember." Heat of the moment. Yeah, they they all remember. If you've ever done anything competitive in your life, you you remember. Patrick, you were saying last week you remember something you said to a ref all of ten years ago. So I think these kind of things stick with you. Yeah, James, I appreciate that. It was more like 15 years ago, but yeah. <laughs> People don't yeah. forget. Yeah, I mean, I, I still laugh. And I'm just real proud of myself for that one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 th- I don't know that it's, I, I honestly think it's on juggling balls level. I think that if, I think that if uh, he asked John Moss, is this, is this your first game? Obviously he knows it's not, but if he asked him that, same level. I think it has to go down with your acting ability and the inflection you put in like, yeah, is this your first game? Yeah. Uh, but you know, all the same, all the same. That should be part of the GoFundMe. But to bring it back to Villa, my most improved team, Grealish, on form, best player in the Premier League, or at least in that discussion, Patrick, where did, where do they end up? I think 10, 10th might be a little misleading. Where do you place them? I'm not buying them as a Champions League team. I don't know if that's in the cards, okay. but like you said, they'd be sitting, if if they win their games in hand, um, they'd be two they'd points be just off short. Champions League yep, just place, short. right? So, uh, and they they were they've been in the mix in the top four several times throughout the course of the season. Not crazy to think that that's like you know an, an aspiration. I think there's just I, I think they're they're good enough teams that are just like better than them, and I don't think they're very deep. They've had eight players who've started seventeen or more of their eighteen games. I'm not wishing anything upon them, but they're an injury like an injury away from a tailspin. If it happens to like one of five players, uh, and I think they're like a very, very good team, like really a very, very good team. I think they're yeah. incredibly balanced. Uh, John McGinn, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the Premier League with what he's doing on that team. Uh, Douglas Louise, uh, fantastic balance in the midfield. Obviously, really, just I mean, what can he do? Honestly, at this point, like he's 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 as good as anyone in the league. Like that, you, you can't you can't even debate that. At I this had a point. I had a conspiracy pod for you, Patrick. Mm, hit me. Grealish almost scored for me like one of the best goals in Premier League history, but for a shot right at Nick Pope. 
I don't know if you 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 picked that highlight out. Grealish basically dribbled the entire team. Yeah, the, and I okay. go, hold on, hold on, yeah. wait a second, wait. Yeah, who did Son score the team of the the goal of the goal of season against last year? Sure enough, Burnley. I mean, someone's connecting dots. Someone's well, connecting well, dots. Well, not well here's me, the thing: that goal, someone. like I am more impressed by that one that Grealish missed than uh, than Sand. That one oh. he actually beat people. <laughs> I was gonna say I almost Gilman made it. Son my goal. Ran I almost straight. made it my goal of the week, Patrick. That's Usain how... Bolt scores that goal. <laughs> I score that goal. Maybe I don't score the goal because I don't have those wheels, but I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Villa. Uh, I also think Tyrone Mings is fantastic as a center back. He's a he's a proper Premier League center back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy Martinez playing out his playing out of his gourd uh, after that transfer. Um, they're a really really good team. They're just not Champions League quality yet, which is fine. They were a functioning um, Hawkeye machine away from being out of the league. I think that's still a respectful take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say count your blessings, Villa fans. You, you were able to stay in the league by that stroke of luck. And now you're having an absolutely fantastic foundation to build upon. They've proven that they're willing to spend and back this team, back Dean Smith. I, I think it's unlikely that they lose... Grealish, but that's always a possibility. They seem like they're willing to really throw money uh, into this team. If they can finish in a European place, you should see them load up in the summer. Like I don't think they're going to slow down. This, for me, is them announcing themselves to the league, uh, but nothing more this season. But they're, they're, they're a team to be reckoned with. An announcement forward. season. I yeah. like that. I agree with it. You say not Champions League. No. I'm not even putting them in a 6th or 7th. But again... Oh, really? Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not putting them in Europa. I think there are other teams that are due, that are good, I think they're and are still contender. coming good. Not now. Um, but again, that is, at the, you trace back to the beginning of the season and where they ended last season and what they had to do to avoid relegation. That is not knocking them. They're a great team, and I like the way you put it. It's an announcement season. And what I will say on Grealish, I think there was a real fear go, this past summer that if they sold him, it was going to be lights out, game over. We're going to the championship. Like he's mm-hmm. keeping our season alive. Now this summer, you could collect more. Now I don't know if we're talking a hundred mil yet, but we're definitely not too far short of it. Yeah, eighty to hundred. I'd playing. say eighty to hundred, and I think they could lose him, not be as good, and obviously hard to replace with the with the funds that Villa has. But they have a, a like you just went through and rattled off. They have a core team structure. They have a core team structure. So I don't think they're a one man team. No, no, they've proven that they've proven that much this year. Mm-hmm. Like they can okay. afford, yeah, they can, they, yeah, they'll, they they take a step back, but smart investment that they'd be fine. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we do why don't we do West Ham? Why don't we do West Ham, who also game of the season, or, yeah, game of the season, game of the week, <laughs> game of the week against Palace contender, uh, snuck one out three two, and now they're sitting. They like they like creep up behind you like that episode of The Office where Dwight's up or Angela's up behind Dwight and he's like whoa <laughs> like they're, <laughs> they're just right there in fifth place. Um, I, I feel like they show their bounce back ability in games like these, but we were talking about it a little bit offline. They're especially sneaky because they don't I don't remember them having a statement win this season. They consistently beat like equal or lesser opposition, but um. You know, consistency is key with this David Moyes team, and they're in a pretty rosy spot in fifth. Yeah, uh, you, you nailed it. It was, it was like, how, whoa, whoa, how, how did they get here? How did they get here? This, was, this one we actually had to do research on because I could not understand why West Ham was as high up in the table. I actually had to look into it. Jerry's uh, still out. 
Yeah, and so they have a perfect record this year. Incredible. Uh, in all comps, perfect record this year. I don't believe they've lost um, since early, early, um, I believe it was the Chelsea game in December. It was the last time that they've lost. Uh, they, they took a couple draws. Uh, they're, they're an interesting team. Um, they're, like you said, their best win is either over Leicester or Everton, depending on how you rate either of those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to consider yourself ahead of them, I think you need to be winning games that they're winning, which they've, they, you know, Le- Leicester and Everton have taken games and points from uh, bigger sides. Uh, West Ham has taken points from bigger sides. They have not taken all three. Uh, right. Credit to them, though, because they have one, in my mind, embarrassing loss on the season, and that's match week one to Newcastle. There's no other embarrassing oh, loss wow. on their record. There's none. Yeah. Every team in the league this year has an embarrassing loss or one you're like, oh, holy that's shit, also a we, loss. Yeah. That's also a loss that just ages. Yeah, and it was match week one after that weird summer. Like, it, it's nothing, right? I, for me, they have not had an embarrassing loss. And in no. the year that's been this volatile, we're just seeing, for me, we're seeing the value of consistency. So, no, they're not a Champions League team. They're, they will bottle that if they're in, in the mix. And they're going to lose more points off, off, off sides that, like I said, they have not been taking points from. Again, all three points. I couldn't tell you how many draws they had. Uh, but... I think this layer of consistency can put them ahead of the likes of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like like we just talked about, like a Villa who is losing some of those games every now and again, yeah. despite having some of those statement wins. Villa's a little bit more up and down, where West Ham have just been kind of cruising, and then they've run a good run of form. But I still don't think West Ham uh, is in a European discussion for me. I actually think Villa's in a better shape than West Ham if we're talking about that. Yeah, I'm going to pair them up. I'm going to pair them up, and if I had to pick numbers, it would be 8th and ninth. Probably Villa 8th, West Ham ninth. I think they've got a little bit of fall-off coming their way. That's no knock to Jesse Lingard, who's London-bound. I, you know, I wish him all the best. Mm-hmm. Add a little bit more of a team. Potentially uh, Maitland-Niles as well. Squad depth, yeah. Ooh, get all the boys there. Mm-hmm. Get all the England boys. But, yeah, sturdy, robust. But, Patrick, let me tee you up. We talk about scalping against big teams or how they perform against big teams. Who they got next. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Home to to Liverpool. Home to Liverpool this Sunday. Obviously, we'll get to Liverpool with a big bounce back win. Um, That's the battle for fourth right there. Who would have thought? Ooh, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not us, because we said Liverpool was winning the title. Still might. Still might. Still might. Um, Yeah, that'll be an eat crow segment if West Ham gets a a victory over Liverpool. But I think Liverpool is going to continue their winning ways, and we'll see West Ham slump down a little bit. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. This is a good yeah. one. I wouldn't Lester say that's like, just oh, last sorry, I, saying, I wouldn't say that's like an embarrassing loss. So I think it's like I think their trend would could continue for a while even with that. because uh, they they went on this run of form after losing to Chelsea. Sure. That's fair. And you know, we actually coupled them in this segment. They're playing Villa right after that. Yeah. So that'll be Villa, Fulham, good Sheffield. Asset yeah. Good yeah, asset yeah. test. Yeah, Sheffield United, tough team that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh Leicester Everton. Leicester Everton. Patrick, I would say Leicester bottled a golden chance to go back to the top of the table, but that would make the irony of this sentence coming from a United fan in astronomical proportions. Yeah. So I'm just gonna enough. say they were I'm just gonna say they were outclassed and they snuck a point. They were outclassed and they snuck a point. Against Everton's Everton. we're talking Leicester or Everton right now. I mean we can kind of meander, I suppose, but I'm starting with the game and then we can we can dial it up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, if, if if you remember, I had Everton as a sneaky pick in the district, just because Leicester things were going too good. So you almost know when things are going too good for them, they're going to have a step mm-hmm. back. Uh, mm-hmm. When things like 
you know, right now, I'm just pulling up Leicester's schedule. They got leads. I expect them to stomp leads after dropping a point to uh, whoever. Sure. Maybe maybe the game I'm looking at for Leicester is Liverpool again. See if they can get a good little run of form, like Liverpool in uh, in three match weeks. But yeah, James, they're just... Uh, they just always seem to kind of... like It's weird because... I don't want to say they're like letting me down because they're in third place. They are very much, for me, a nailed-on Champions League contender. Uh, it just feels nailed like on they've been contender. on the precipice. Like they just stay on the precipice. And like if they mm-hmm. go a little bit too far over it, they come back. And if they go a little mm-hmm. bit too far under it, they come back up. So it's just they're just this team that, that I think kind of just like sits in the middle of the teeter-totter between like a true contender and just a really good team. I think the key, I mean, James Madison was so just fresh and honest in his interview. I keep thinking about it. And like, he kind of let this slip if there was one, maybe like, oh, maybe he shouldn't have been that candid thing that he said in it. And what he, and what he, what he articulated was essentially, they don't like pressure or they don't like viewing themselves as, um, as title contenders. And, and he said something like that just makes us play with a little bit of undue pressure or, or whatever, when we just try to play our game out there. And I think that's so reflective of who they are as a team. Cause you meant, I mean, you mentioned it. If they play well on a run, you know, they're due one. That's just going to bring them back down to earth and then they build it back up again. And then they kind of fall back down to earth. And it, it's almost like when they start believing in themselves too much, they, uh, they, they, they lose their winning ways. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, and yeah, I love I love the interview from Madison. Uh, they certainly don't have the resources to compete in the transfer window, that, uh, as he alluded. But I'd say they have the resources uh, intellectually, if you will, because I think they have a better board than everyone else, or at least a better recruiting department. So I think 100%. that they're while they don't do it necessarily financially, they do it strategically, uh, and that's what allowed them to be competitive. So. Relative to their spend, obviously, absolutely massive success, not just this year, but really since you know 2015, really really since they came into the Premier League, and probably even before then. Uh, I just don't follow the championship. Uh, so, y- yeah, it, it, I guess I just want them to, I don't know, I'd, I'd love for them to kind of, like, are, are they further established into kind of, like, are, are they injecting themselves into the conversation? Do we need to have us talk about, like, a big... A big seven, even though the big is usually more around the financial situation than it is around table position. But like last yeah, year, they I was were trying right to think mix. of a good. I was this trying to think year, of a good mnemonic for like how uh, many years do you have to displace, like displace the the like the the kings of the hill, so to speak, until you're considered to be among them? Because right, it used to be just the the big four. Yeah, Pat, I think you're. Six. I think you're onto something here. It was always the big four. Recently, it's been the big six. Now I feel like it's like the hateful eight. Or we it's we should take it upon ourselves to come up with the next mnemonic. Eventually, it's just going to be like the 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 it's going to be the whole table. It's going to be the the twenty. I'm going to go with the jumbly ten because I think City, United, Leicester, Liverpool, West Ham, Tottenham, Everton, Chelsea, Arsenal, Villa. They all got something about them. Top that's the top ten readout just there. Yeah, but like I don't put yeah I'm not. Like I think you gotta you gotta be there for a while, and I think you also can earn equity, right? Arsenal is using its equity that is that it's earned over the course of the years right now to still be in the conversation. Oh sure. Uh, and so for me, 
yeah, Leicester and Everton, they're a great team to have just played each other for this discussion because those are the two teams and like Wolves just like a layer below uh, and Villa maybe even a layer below mm-hmm. that just because how in West Ham in there, right? Mm-hmm. As far as like, are you a part of this group? Are you a part of the big boys? And like, I guess I just want Leicester to cement themselves in that group. And yeah, I mean, they've won a title more recently than half of them. So I know. I know you can't. You, know, you, can't, you can't really take them that. out of that group, man. You can't forget about that, and it's 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 easy. Like it, you have to acknowledge that, or else it does come across very disrespectful when you talk about like their ability to do it. It's, but I, I'm just yeah. thinking. I'm thinking fresh, and I'm thinking back to last season and, and the position that Brendan Rodgers gets his teams into and doesn't get them over the finish line. So that's the challenge that I'm asking them to rise to. For me, Patrick, we're talking Leicester. I actually see another disappointing fifth place for them. And at the end of the day, like if that's disappointing, then 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 they've got to consider themselves amongst the big boys. So I'm here to say, you're gonna have to correct me on future episodes when I say the big six. James is the big seven now, unless there's part of the club. Okay, you're not taken to the jumbly ten. No, the jumbly ten, James. I can't. Here's what I want. I want the tremendous twenty. I want this league where everyone has a chance to win it every year, and everyone but Arsenal has a chance to be relegated. That's what I want every single year. That's when the league will be at the most parity. Will it ever happen? Patrick, I think the threat of being relegated was the best thing that happened to Arsenal this season. So, bite your tongue. Well, let's... Yeah, I don't even think there was ever a threat to be relegated. I guess that's a discussion for another day. (laughs) In any case, the Big Seven, welcome to the club. I think that I'm the first pundit to have claimed them a part of the big group, officially. James, you, you want to join so? me on this for another Prem to Prem mission, or are you, are you are you sitting on this one a little longer? Welcoming them into the party. They are the, making it. There's big no seven. big six anymore. There's just a big seven. I'm proclaiming it so. Not there yet. Not there okay. yet. But that's that's just me kind of sticking to my uh, my persona that I've established here. Let's talk about Everton for a quick second. I'm done with Leicester. Although I will make a quick plug, we run the table on FIFA with it with Leicester. There, there's no one. More fun to run run FIFA with than Lester. Twenty percent possession, score on every shot on target. Just how banger after banger. It's how we do. Anyway, Everton. Uh, interesting this one, Patrick. Credit to Ancelotti because he went through the crazy run of fixtures without some of his key players, and now looking at their team and who they ran out against Leicester, it looks like they've got their full complement back. And so Ancelotti was doing a little bit of square pegs and round hole treatment. Um, who's going to partner Calvert-Lewin when Richarlison's out? Who's going to partner Richarlison when Calvert-Lewin's out? And then obviously James Rodriguez was the big miss, who I don't think this was his first game back, but he sure as hell announced himself in this game. And uh, I'd say it's a class team bar one, Patrick. It's a class team bar one. That's Pickford. Has to the be. man with the mitts. He's horrendous. Holy hell. Will you say he should be dropped from England, finally? Can you yeah, say ready. that? I'm ready. Thank you. Please, I'm ready. the floor it's is yours. Time. Patrick, nostalgia is a, plays a big part in my life, and I'll never forget summer 18, just hammered in Florence, Italy, watching uh, Pickford save a Colombian penalty. So don't take that away from me. But I, would, I he, wouldn't dare. Uh, yeah, he, he, he runs the gauntlet of... What's, uh, oh, what is it? I think he's got, we called it Willy Caballero syndrome, where if he's got too long to think about something, it's going to go wrong. But if he's making reflex saves, he'll do it all day and he looks like one of the best. 
the thing that cracks me up the most about this guy is the ball can be going like someone, a shot could go out for a throw in and the motherfucker's going to die for it. Like he will dive for everything, no matter where the ball, like a full crazy keeper dive. He goes, just watch, next time you watch an Everton game, watch somebody smack a shot to Rosie. Just watch Jordan Pickford. He's diving. Can't, can't pass up the photo op. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, he needs the practice. So I don't, I don't, I don't knock the hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Everton, he's horrible. The, he's kept yeah, a level bad. Here's an interesting one for you, Pat. That's not yeah, fair. He's he's, no one's, well, no, one's no, 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 no. Come on. Not quite Kepa level. Not quite Kepa level. But he, but, but um, Kepa's in his own category, and then Pickford's in his own category. And then yeah. there's a I new mean, category of competent goalkeepers in the Premier League. Ancelotti did a weird in-between, didn't quite drop him, but rested him for a Premier League game and put in Robin Olsen the backup. And when they said why... He dropped Pickford. Ancelotti said, I didn't drop him. I rested him. And then they said, do you really have to rest keepers? And then he said, next question. <laughs> so that's the context here. Do you see it happening again? Because they have a real chance. 33 points on 18 matches played. They're in that same camp as Villa Two games to make a charge for the top four. Do you agree that he is the, the guy holding them back? Um, no, no, because I don't, I, I just think that they're so painfully thin. I don't think that, that, I mean, the defense is okay. I think Michael Keane is, 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 I, I just don't think he's like, he's one of those guys you just look at and you're like, ah, he's got some weaknesses, doesn't he? Uh, but he's actually a decent center back. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh, okay. 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 You brought it back around. I thought that was, I thought that was the statement. No, no. He's a guy that I look at and I'm like, oh, he's shit. And then like watching him play, like. He's a bit of a, he, he's just, he, he can be a bit oafish, and he looks oafish. Um, you know, this, not, not, not unlike Ollie and his dumb face. Oaf I don't think is he has, as oaf does. Yeah, so. I, I don't knock Michael Keane because I think he's had a great season. He has, he has. The defense was somewhere I thought that they were going to struggle this year. Um, I, I just can't buy them. I, I don't think they have that, that it factor. And there's nothing more to it for me than that. Um, I don't think they're Champions League contenders uh, i think they might even fall out of the european places altogether i i just i just simply don't think they're good enough and that's that's the eye test i wish i had more for you james but it's the eye test okay okay i don't have him champions league quite yet either i think pickford's the big problem i also think it might be bolstering up one or two more players in the summer they're obviously not scared of investing and ancelotti seems to be on to something i've got them sitting just sitting Sixth place, probably. Getting them back to Europe after a very average run of seasons for Everton. They finally have something to, something to celebrate. And then I think they'll make a real assault next season. So, I think it's... You're right. It, it's a team, not for this season, but it's a team for the future. And they've already shown massive progress with the with the first 11 that they get to put out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do, to, give, to give Jordan Pickford some credit, he's having a better season than he had... A season ago, but uh, yeah, his he's outperforming his own standards. Yeah, but he's got yeah he's got the um, the third worst expected goals percentage out of any or fourth worst. Rui Patricio is last. He's just kind of invisible to me. I don't. He's not even on my. How does radar. that work for keepers? Do you make a not expected goal an expected goal? I don't know exactly how it works, but like... Oh, we didn't expect that to be a goal, but you let it in. 
if you're expected, like if, if your expected goal is, let's say, 0.8, you got to imagine like letting it in would be like, at worst, like a 0.2 against you, right? Okay. Because like it's already expected to go in like 80%. Okay. So 20% against you, maybe. Like that's what I have to imagine. Like if like a keeper makes like an incredible save then it's probably their expected goal percentage goes like way, way up. Gotcha. And then if somebody just bangs it, like it bangs it right at them, it doesn't really go up that much. Gotcha. But like the sum of those kind of level it all out. Who would you right. say is having the best season just off the top of your head, expected goal for a keeper? A keeper. Expected goals. Who's standing on their head the most is really the question. Is it Nick Pope? Nick Pope is second. To Alfonso Areola. Wow, yeah. I feel Areola like Areola's not those... being left on an island, bro. I feel He's like it's there. one of those really under fire keepers. Yeah. What what do you think like... is the with the team talk you get when you're a keeper signed up to Fulham in a Premier League season? Like get ready to see some action. Dude, I'll tell you, when I was twelve years old, I was second team goalkeeper at a futsal tournament, played three games, I gave up forty goals. I was just getting absolutely destroyed. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was fun. I never worked as hard as a keeper. You're diving everywhere. I think keepers love it. You hate giving up goals. You always hate picking the ball out of the back of the net. But there's just something times. like there's something that like there's a little there's a little crazy. There's a little crazy in every keeper and, and they, they like action. If you're yeah. a keeper and you're not getting it, you're just putzing around, yeah. you're kicking the grass, you're bored, you want that smoke, and it's a proving ground. I don't think he wants to be the keeper for Fulham for the rest of his life, but He's showing people that he belongs in this league. Uh, that's what, um, I mean, I think that, I don't know who was looking at him, but somebody thought Aaron Ramsdale was in that discussion. He's not. Uh, yeah, supposedly. They, they, yeah, they took him from from Burnmouth, relegated. Sheffield, probably going to be relegated. Don't ask me. But, yeah, Pope, Ariola Martinez, uh, Emmy Martinez in the top mm-hmm. there. Hugo Lloris, uh, who's someone I think offline I had once said was overrated, is showing all of his class this season, I think. But we can move past the uh, the keeper expected goal percentage if you had something a keeper else howler is a trait you inherit and you don't lose. It it can go to slumber, it can hibernate, but it always comes back. It always comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's talk. You said Loris. Let's talk Spurs Liverpool. The game of the week. It happened today. We made sure to record late so we could catch this one. Liverpool's back? Question mark. <laughs> For the day, and then you lose <laughs> Fabinho, you lose Madden. Like I'm, like I'm. This isn't a slight against. It just sucks, man. Like they can't, they can't oh, Patrick, get anything going. Like I Nathaniel Phillips believe, is actually their best option. I fully believe Jurgen actually bashed in Matip's kneecap to force the board's hand. Like we actually have nobody. So what are you gonna do? And we have three days. Jokes aside, when he did see Joel Matip go down. In his mind, he's just going to be, he, he was probably like, fuck, I have to answer two or three questions at the end of this game about this again. Mm-hmm. About why the board isn't getting a defender, which is like clearly not my decision, but I'm going to get asked anyway. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, I mean, on the game, I thought like the, the, there was a, not a dodgy, but like kind of one of those, uh, 
you know, uh, never, never in a million years without VAR is it getting called offside, offside goals in the first oh, five Patrick, minutes. Oh, Patrick, you're talking about the Firmino disallowed handball or the the goal no, the, disallowed. No, the Son, the the Son disallowed goal in the third minute from offside. From offside, yeah. He was, he was, you mean like a, a shoulder offside on like a ball that was like as a part of the buildup, like not even the through ball. Never well, in a million is years is that getting called uh, without VAR. Gets called back, but like if if you noticed Klopp's reaction after that was like he was like his face was basically saying you got to be kidding me, you got to be kidding me. Like how are we this switched off again? Uh, but they they they, they caught a break, to, didn't they? They they, they grew did. into the game, and I actually they thought really they went did. on to they went on to smash them. Like oh hundred percent credit no where it's due. It. They yeah they smashed them after that. Spurs were hot out the gates, lost Harry Kane at halftime. I mean, boy, must do you shudder if you're a Spurs fan and. Harry Kane goes down. It should be a few weeks, I think, is the readout. But that is devastating. Because the Son-Kane combination, I think, up until this game, was keeping them in a sniff of a title race. So Yeah, I mean, it's... it's there, was a, there was a stat posted on Twitter that it was like all the expected goals for every single player in this match week, dead last was Spurs at .13 expected goals for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikel Antonio didn't score and had like 1.7. I don't know how he did it, but got a lot of expected goals. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think it just is. It, it highlights what they're doing. They are especially against like a. Uh, I mean, they did it against Arsenal so easily. They they went out and tried to do it against Chelsea. Tried to do. Oh, it they against did it United. against Liverpool in the reverse fixture. They did it, it against Liverpool. In the, yeah, it almost paid off. You know what? You know what you're getting out of this team, uh, which is that relatively stout defense. Not today, but generally speaking, relatively stout defense. And they're going to hit you with a deadly counter. With a deadly counter. We always talk about Manchester United's counter. This counter, certainly on form, uh, was was a better counterattacking than, than than United is. Kane and Son, you mentioned, together, so, so deadly. Uh, and Dombele is, I mean, talk about a second season, man. That guy's, mm-hmm. that guy's the real mm-hmm. deal. Who said he's, Mourinho didn't have man management? He's He's got that, like, vibe to him where it's like the old guy playing pickup that just moves... In this like weird slow motion, yeah, not really but gracefully. But he's taking the right lanes. But like he's just <laughs> gliding through the field, man. Like I love watching the way this guy moves. Like he just, it's like a Mack truck out there, but he finds like his way amoeba. so beautifully. Yes, uh, that. Yeah, and but, but this is it's it's not going to work without Kane. It, it mm-hmm. like the, you need. He, like you'll you'll be able to get some points with uh, like how how much did they struggle when they were playing Lucas Moore as a false nine last season? Like what are their options? Are they really going to go to? Uh, I don't even remember the dude's name. Who's the who's the guy that they got and the new guy who did the the? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Gareth Bale? No, no. <laughs> he, it's he, on the tip he, of my tongue. Oh, you mean the guy the who who hit the fucking Mbappe against yeah, 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 Crawley yeah, yeah. Town? Uh, Vinicius, Carlos Vinicius. Vinicius. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, is he really? I will never be that guy? for as long as. For as short as his career is, and as long as I live, I am never going to forget that. It was beautiful. So good, dude. The silencer against someone who is also a part-time dump truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you remember playing against that guy in the Mar Vista League who every time he would score would just talk shit or when his teammates wouldn't pass the ball, he talked shit? And, like, he scored on I mean, these, the score of these games are, like, 9-6. to six. He yeah. scores a goal. He's just like walking off the field, like y'all can't stop me. Y'all can't stop. Like that's he's, <laughs> some guys just kind of have that mentality. And he was ass. And he was ass. And I don't know if Vinicius <laughs> is any good. I don't know if Vinicius is any good. But you know, There's something I, he, to learn from that. 
he's gonna get his learn from that. He's gonna get his he's gonna get his shot. He's gonna get his shot, and we'll see what he can do. I have to think for them to have some sustained success. Uh, in in you know at this point, we have to talk about a Champions League place for Spurs. I think mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the way th- like th- it's not out of place. Right? Like it's not out of reach. It's obviously not out of reach. Like they got a game in hand enough to get to to uh, to fifth again. Uh, and you know the way that things are moving, Chelsea's still in it, Arsenal's still in it, Spurs are certainly still in it. But I just kind of feel like they got to change. It's a little bit of what they're doing. Like they they they're they had the cheeky draw, I guess, against Villem uh, or against Fulham, uh, as well as Wolves. Uh, they smash leads. They, they're going to smash people every now and again. But if they're playing these tight games, man, they just they leave the door open for too long, like time and time again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like Mourinho ball. We know Mourinho ball is boring. We know it's built on taking your chances when you can. But it's also about finishing games. And you're right. They haven't been doing that. They've left the door open. They've been a little creaky. Their defense was suspect all over against Liverpool. So you got to tighten that up because their defense was was uh, imperious for a long time. But it's funny you say they got to focus on top four. I actually don't think that's what's going through Mourinho's mind. I think they're focusing on trophies. I think they're going to... Obviously, there's only one game left in the uh, League Cup, and it's doing the business against City, which is a tall order. So I don't think you necessarily need to like plan you think around that. A, it's just you think one they're a game. cup team this year. I think they're a cup team with a chance of winning cups. It's a different. It's different when you you know you set out at the start of the season and you're like, we're a cup team because we are currently live in all the competitions. Sure, but <laughs> sure, you know. But I think you I agree. Know, fifth, they're good. Fifth to round win. of the FA Cup. They're in a final. They're in a League Cup final. You can bet your ass he's going to go all out to win that. And Europa League, it's the round of 32 is basically strong English teams. That's that's what you're looking at there. So I think that's his priority. Obviously, getting them to the Champions League is another. But you know Mourinho loves his trophies. And you know how Tottenham has a specific lack of trophies. So that's where I think their heads are at. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's got to be what he was brought in to do. Mm-hmm. And then Liverpool on the flip side. For the record, Patrick, I am not ready to go back on our beginning of the season predictions. I think uh, they are in a disastrous situation with the center back, and their board has to go hide in shame if they don't at least loan a player in. Or, you know, they're the champions of England. You can you can buy a center back. You, you can get it done. So I'm going to go ahead and say stipulation-wise, they are right back in a title challenge if they bring in reinforcements in the next 48, 72 hours. I'll tell you this, James. I'm ready to circle a, a, a date on the calendar. Sunday, February 7th. Ooh. Super Bowl Ooh. Sunday, I believe. Ooh. Circle it. Crossover. They're playing Manchester City at Anfield. Don't do it to them. I think that I think if they lose that game, they're, they're I, I think they'll be too far gone. I really do. I think that I think on the form that City is in, they have Sheffield United and Burnley next. They're not dropping those points. No chance. That that game is I don't, maybe not a must-win for Liverpool, but you have to be able to chip away at Manchester City. You have to be able to slow their momentum. Uh, they are the hottest team in the league right now, and they're looking mm-hmm. every bit like the Manchester City that's gonna mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 that could walk to a title. Yeah, mind you, Sergio Aguero's not playing. So no, not at all. It's a good know, one to circle, Patrick. It's yeah. a great one to circle. I've got that as a can't lose right now. We'll see if that ticks over. Agreed. Must win territory right now. I, th- it's can't I think lose. can't lose. Yeah, yeah. I think you just got it because there's plenty. There's plenty of football left for Manchester City. I just think sure. you got to hit them in the kneecaps a little bit and stop them from from their full mm-hmm. gate, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
writing the ACL mm-hmm. too soon on account of every center back. But oh that man, maybe maybe that's just a game you swing for the fences, take five red cards with the kids, and just mm-hmm. go studs up all over the mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. We're not here. We're not here to not make a statement. Mm-hmm. Get here, out on the field. Just the just the reason why I think that game's so important. After that Liverpool game, Manchester City plays Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, Manchester United on the trot. Jeez. So, so that's I, that kicks off that run for the first. Yeah. Season. So I think if they can just, if I think if they can just trip them up, they're going to trip them up. They'll, they'll trip themselves up over the next mm-hmm. several match weeks. But City mowing through Liverpool. I trust them to mow right through Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, and United right after that. You know, if they're if they're still cruising through that game, I trust Maybe them to so. keep on moving. Yeah, so, so it's a big game for Liverpool. That, mm-hmm. but yeah, they needed this one. They needed to get their offense going too. Their offense has been dead. It's good to get that going for them. They needed that. Their offense looked crisp. Salah looked crisp. Mane looked crisp. Firmino didn't look incompetent, which is basically crisp at his his, his level right now. <laughs> so they're cruising for me. Thiago's a hothead. I didn't realize he's a hothead. I like him. I like him a lot. He's a bandage head. He's wild. He's like, who's that out there? Who's this mummy? Oh, is that a good time to talk about how we're introducing concussion subs in like two weeks? <laughs> it's a great segue. Because you can see it unfolding before your eyes. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's happening in two weeks. I don't know exactly what it looks like. More good. on the next Prem to the Prem. Good. Fantastic. We'll do some research. Well, Patrick, I think that's about it for teams, right? We can take it to some segments. James, I think we got to talk about... Um, Let's see here. Yeah, it was, on the day it was a 35-point differential between these two sides, and it didn't go as planned. Mm, you can never read United. in the table too much, Patrick. You can never read in the table too much. No, I regret you can't. Nothing. I regret nothing. I apologize to nobody. You can't read into the table too much, uh, but it's even harder to read into it when you have to scroll to see the distance between the two teams. And that's what we're doing here. Dead last Sheffield United. It's mm. their second win in three games. Mm. Don't you call know, it a comeback. I always, thought, I always thought Sheffield United had a little something in them. You know, people pin them to go down, but but not me. You know, I always thought they had a little bit extra tough opposition. I think I locked them to stay up around match week like 10, mm. and I stand okay. by it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I we'll stand keep by it. Not go Patrick, up, stay up. Let me let me use a pop culture reference here just to show that I'm woke and also make sure people understand what I'm trying to say about United right now. Think of United as the GameStop stock. Experts are saying we're, they're, we're misrepresented in our true value. And impassioned fans are saying we're going to the moon. I like the, the stock. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's exactly what's going on right now. We are caught between a short squeeze warfare. Uh, but jokes aside, Pat, I mean, the problem with this vintage of United and the reason why United 2021 is not a title-winning vintage. You heard it here first on Prem de la Prem, although I'm pretty sure that was one that belongs in the ice chest. Uh, <laughs> we, we can beat anyone on our day, but we can also literally lose to anyone on our, day, on our day. And I think the two worst teams we've played this season, we've lost to. Like, worst quality teams we've come up against. And I mean that in the sense of Sheffield, and I mean that in the sense of Istanbul in the Champions League. And the Fair two enough. most donkey-brained defensive sequences you will ever see were in those two games. Dude, so the- I don't want to beat—I don't want to beat a dead horse. And you can ask me any questions you want, and I'll answer them. But I'm just going to re- reiterate my points and stand by them. The defense is not up to the standard that you need to win a title. So it was a good run, and I hope we wake up, and I hope we go to Arsenal and play a good game. 
although I'm fairly sure that's not going to happen. I hope it happens, and I hope we actually use this as a wake-up, but, it, I mean, like I said, this is the vintage of United this season, so it was not a surprise. It wasn't a turn off my text and don't respond to anyone like Leipzig was. Right. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I largely agree with you. Don't feel the need to ask any questions about it. Uh, first, on that second goal, the one that you're, I'm sure, referring to, uh, it, it, looked, it just looked simply uh, like Sheffield United was just playing a game of hot potato in the Manchester United box, just waiting for someone to shoot. And when they finally did, they decided to help it on in. Uh, it was one of the more comical goals I've seen this season. Oh, Pat, I'm sure if they could have, they would have brought it to the corner to, uh, flag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was. They, they had no interest in shooting. Manchester United had no interest in defending. And so at the end of the day, um, they caved and, and put one off target, and Juan Zabi helped it back on. Second funniest goal to me, outside of when uh, a slab head, Harry Maguire, goes and drags down Luke Shaw against Tottenham, and then they both complain to the ref for a foul when Harry <laughs> Maguire just tackled Luke Shaw in the box after heading it up donkey brain style, I think, a couple times to begin with. That goal... Yeah. Goal of the season for me. We could put anyway, a great hits together, and by we, I mean just you, and not show it to anyone. Yeah, for me, yeah, I guess with Manchester United, you've 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 all season worn it as a badge of honor um, to just go down early in games and then be able to come back. You know, it wasn't going to last forever. It's a really poor way to start games by conceding uh, and usually conceding goals relatively cheaply. Uh, you gotta love it. Sometimes multiple goals. Gotta cheaply. love it. Um, do you though? Uh, <laughs> Am I on the edge of my seat? Oh, Full ninety yeah. minutes every single game. But yeah. I'm just let me let me just yeah. put it this way. Let me just put it this way. I'm glad that I didn't have to sit through another one of these where you swung it back around and you get to leave all all cheery. Uh, I'm glad, um, so to speak. I'm sure uh, you Robin are. Hood shut down the stock market and you couldn't buy any more shares today let me put it that way. no no we were shut out we were shut out unfairly and the elite the expert ruling class elite had their say Mm -hmm. no patrick it was actually Sheffield united elite it was pretty epic yeah it was pretty epic after that donkey goal went in and we went down 2-1 i believe it was still like the 70th minute but i was heading up to a two o'clock meeting i was downstairs watching the tv room adam's like sitting next to me doing work my roommate And I go, that's absolute shit. Turn off the TV, walk upstairs. He thinks I'm just done watching the game because it was that bad. I just have to go to a meeting. But the effect (laughs) was there. It's all all about the show. It's all about the show. And it was. It was absolute shit. But here's my spin zone, Patrick. The pressure was on Arsenal to end United's winning streak, an undefeated streak, going into the Emirates, setting up an epic Titanic clash on Saturday. But now we're going in clean slate. We've already proved mm-hmm. all the doubters. We're pretty average. We're pretty bang average. So, you know, I feel like we got we got the weight off our shoulder and you're going to see a different beast on Saturday. So you think second place Manchester United has nothing to prove against donkey brain Arsenal? Yes. And I don't appreciate the reverse spin. So I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> spin it back around to you. This is a little game of seesaw and I'm jumping off in my hind legs. And I would argue Arsenal's in the better form right now. So, no. Do, do, You're absolutely of, right. You're absolutely instead, right, James. Instead of playing no this doubt game, about it. instead of playing this game, I'm going to tell you what I genuinely, in my brain of brains, it's not my heart of hearts, it's in my brain of brains, what's going to happen. 
And it's going to be the sad cuck Saturday because neither of us are going to be happy. Here's my prediction. It's a sneaky late equalizer from United to make it 1-1. So you, in a sense, let another let another dub against United slip away and didn't leave with the three points. And we're upset because it was probably, by this logic, just another game where we didn't show up from the start. So 1-1, nobody's happy. One of these days, you're just going to have to give credit or not give credit to um to the tactics in these games. I don't think there's just I, I, I don't think it's an aura, James. You just get shut up and shut out. You, it just happens. You 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 get shut down by Granite Xhaka over and over again. He got ba- the elite. De Gea got bamboozled by a shot right at him by De Gea. No, he, uh, by in, Jaka he invented years the ago. term he invented the term ticking the play over. <laughs> it it it's oh, Saka breaking down the left. Here's a pass back to holding. Oh, God, yeah. Well, no, I think, honestly, Jacques has been in great form since he's been partnered with Party. I think Party really... Part, I'm, I'm glad Party's back in the team. I, I, Arsenal are, are humming right now. I'm interested to see if, uh, if Aubameyang is, is back and playing. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we finally found the out what was well going on. I think his yeah. mo- mother was dealing with some health issues, and yep. uh, Arteta said he was having a really hard time with it. So who knows how long this has been going on. Uh, we obviously know he hasn't been in good form really all season. So, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily say I need him back. Take care of what you got to take care of. Do what you do. I think Lacazette's been actually pretty pretty great in this new four-back four formation. So, um, we'll see. I agree. Arsenal's in fun. I, I'm just loving Arsenal right now. It's, I'm, I'm having a good time watching so Arsenal should. for the first time so in a long should. time. And Even Pepe's getting in on the action. It's a good time to be a Gunner fan. Yeah, I, I think Pepe also has Pickford syndrome. I think that if he doesn't have too much time to think about things, he'll be okay. Uh, sure. But he, he, he's, he's, uh, he, he had himself a game, and he's playing on the left, so maybe that was the key all along. And sure. then, you know, who knows? But in any case, you know, I, yeah, I, I do have that little little pit in my stomach, though, because it's like we're, we're in too good of a run of form. Like, if you had, if you had won that game, I would, I would, I'd be confident Arsenal would, would, would derail you. I'd be absolutely confident. But losing the Sheffield United game... Oh, actually, Mike? yeah. So you actually believed my spin zone, like before I even mentioned it. I was confident going into that game, assuming you're going to win against Sheffield United, and now I'm like, okay, maybe they got a little bit of a wake up call. It's a good. Like, I don't, I don't know what the lineup's going to be like. I think, I think this is a game where, and, and maybe this is just true of any any game where you know exactly what the um, the teams are based on the lineup, and I just know Arsenal that well, and you know United that well. I think we could see this lineup, and I could I could probably tell you the score with a high degree of certainty. Once we see these two lineups, interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. like every I mean, Marshall guess... starts. Y'all ain't winning. <laughs> yeah, who's been a bigger letdown? Pepe Martial. Let the debate go. But uh, wild that it's even a debate. I know. It's actually, no matter how you slice it's it, it's actually not. It's current form. Anyway. Anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we so often these games just don't live up to the billing. Like we always joke about how Arsenal United, it's just invoking Keane and Vieira, and we're just sitting around watching some donkeys run around. But we'll see how the teams line up. Prendel Prembol has cast a strange shadow over my life because ever since we started this pod, bar one, I think Arsenal snuck away with it. But the proletariat, the GameStop stonkers, we're due, we're due a win. We're due a win. So... What's the official Back prediction, James? What's the Back official prediction? My my prediction I told you earlier wasn't a joke prediction. I think it's 1-1. 1-1? 3-0 to the Arsenal. Come All on, right. you Gunners. 
Yeah, you're never you're never one to not back your team. <clears throat> Third place Arsenal still in sight. <laughs> All right, let's let's send this one on home. Get through our segments. Patrick, freak of the week. I got a few of them. Um, first of all, shout out to our freaking perpetuity, Kevin Friend, uh, for booking mm-hmm. Nis- Nicola Pepe for being too slow to leave the field when he wasn't even the substitute. Just showing mm-hmm. what it takes mm-hmm. to be Was it rescinded? Absolute... No. Add it to the FU to the FA. Mm-hmm. The, wall, the wall just got 10 feet taller. Yeah. Absolute joke. Absolute joke but from Kevin Friend. But hey, that's why he's the freaking perpetuity. I expect nothing less. Um, I've got a, couple, a few quick ones. We'll do rapid fire. Steve Bruce said, quote, in his press conference, he said, quote, I will never shy away. Uh, and in the same press conference, he refused to take questions from newspapers. <laughs> My final freak. I think you cut that one off. Shy away from what? Like ordering a Chinese takeout dinner. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I didn't see the full quote. That might yeah, be you on gotta, me. You got to put it in context, Patrick. I will never shy away. I will never buffet. shy away from going up for seconds. <laughs> Anyways, I won't be taking questions. Anyway, no questions. <laughs> Steve, this is this is a Panera. Uh, last freak of the week's Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney keeps missing games due to calf tightness, uh, but every day in training, he's got to be a hardo and doesn't wear pants or long sleeves when it's snowing. Oh, um, it's just an image. I'm not a physio. Point, it's just an image. I'm not a physio, but if you're missing a game due to tightness, shouldn't you be wearing pants in the snow? I mean, I know well, he's got to no, be the, because... the Scottish hardo, and I love the kid, and I think it's hilarious, but if you're missing time due to muscle tightness, who's letting him make this decision? No, it's because the look is tight. Oh, his calf is so tight. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, yeah, you see, it's a common pan pam mis- misinterpretation there. They're saying mm. he's tight. Mm. So Understood. I think, yeah, I think they're just letting him ride out his own wave right now. He'll be back. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but that's my layman's term for you fair enough okay mine freak of the week two of them first one the manchester united bond because lukaku and zlatan absolutely went at it in the millennium loved it absolutely went at it like we talked about keen Vieira. that was some of the old school right there mm-hmm. obviously there were some you know allegations it was a little bit more than a little bit more more than just jawing, and it could have been, you know, racist abuse. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think if you take a look back and just see it for what it was, it was it was pretty intense. Like, you haven't seen a shouting match like that in a while. Yeah. Um, and just so, just to clear up the the racism thing, why don't we hear from God himself from his Instagram? Uh, in Zlatan's world, there is no place for racism, both Zlatan and racism, all caps. We are all the same race. We are all equal. We are all players, all caps. Some, Some better, better than, than others. others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in one statement, he denied allegations while also just pwning Lukaku. I mean, he and is then, his own man. He's always been this way. He's yeah. he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, the best one. I think like someone was throwing around like donkey. Like go back to, you know, Go back home like you donkey or something, and then Twitter was like, right as the game ended, oh, I can just picture Zlatan tweeting something about like lions do not concern themselves with donkeys. And like, oh, hundred sure percent. Yeah, um, yeah. People were talking about who would win in a scrap. I, yeah, I think I got to give it to the black belt on that one. Yeah, have you seen this guy's kicks? 
Although I will call Lukaku, you know, if you compare it to like a prize fight, he's like a one punch king. Like if he can just land the right one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically technique All versus it takes power. Is one. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, my second one. The first one was the Manchester United bond. The second one is the sibling bond. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Hyung Min Son did an interview back home, it seemed like, with his brother in South Korea. And his brother was just flaming him, like not giving him any respect. They were like, <laughs> they were like, so who's your favorite player? Is it your brother? And he's like, no, he stinks. And they were like, what are you talking about? And started listing all his accomplishments. And they were like, you went to the Champions League final. And the brother was like, yeah, you didn't win. <laughs> like, having an absolute field day. So Love shout it. out to the sibling bond, Hyung Min Son and his brother. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And this brings us to the solar.com goal of the week. Wow. We will provide you the three best goals of the week. No, just kidding. Two best goals, two people. But solar.com will provide you with the three best quotes customized for your home from local installers. And according to the Department of Energy, those solar quotes average $2,800 lower going than going to installers directly. If you get them on the phone, tell them the Prem to Prem boys sent you, and then they will say, sir, this is a Radio Shack. But they won't say that because you called the right number. So get in touch with solar.com. Patrick. I almost gave it to Man City's Cancelo, the goal where everyone had stopped playing, and he just popped one into the corner. Almost gave it that one uh, for the lols. But I got to give it to James Rodriguez, Everton. I think the touch inside on the off foot, curled it in a little. I think I'm, I'm seeing a theme develop here in my goals of the week where it's a little bit of both. You need tight control, touch, lay it off, and place it. I'm liking those ones a lot lately. Bye, bye, bye. Mm, good one. Good one. It was a good goal. Little, little clumsy for me. Uh, so it's not getting my goal of the week. Felt like he was bumbling over his feet a little bit. The you think optics. So? The optics didn't look great. Um, I'm now realizing my goal of the week is from the FA Cup, so gonna have to scramble real quick. Oh, so so Rodriguez was bumbling. Yeah, yeah, bumbling. Well, I, I never, I, I never claimed to not be a bumbler myself, James. If you play the tape <laughs> back, you will realize I did not perjure myself. Um, I've been bumbling. It was a big FA Cup game, so let's rock with it. I'm going Bruno Fernandez free kick. Um, oh, I'll allow this. Everyone speak, was watching the game. Away. It's speak this, away. yeah. It's a big, it's a big FA Cup fixture. People are watching this. Uh, it was, I mean, it's like what can't this dude do? First of all, and it's just there's for me there's something about the mind game and the margin for error. He played the mind game right. His margin for error was so so small, and he absolutely nailed it. And a very crucial moment, crucial goal. He's all you know, class. I the only thing that I can take solace in the fact that he's this good is that I was calling it long before he was in the Premier League, so I can you look. Get to say you were right. You get rest my cap right. on that. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, he's just Patrick, too good. You know he gets the, my goal of the week. Do you know the backstory to that one? Oh, they the, told the, so. They, Ollie, Ollie yeah, the pretended day like he didn't yeah, practice yeah. free kicks and stuff like that. Yeah, told him he wasn't starting in the game, and he stayed back for 45 minutes just banging in free kicks. I, d- I just don't believe that. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, we'll leave it at that. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that believe he wasn't allowed to practice free kicks outside of that one day. I don't believe that. Wait, what are you talking about? 
They said he ignore, he said I nor, the full quote is I normally don't let him ta- do, do practice free kicks, oh, but I, I let him do that. it. Yeah, I miss that. I just I, like the fact that he got told he wasn't starting and then just like did spite drills of free oh, kicks. I believe that 100. percent I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Now that's fantastic. That's class. All right, mm-hmm. send us home, baby. All right, fellers. It's stonk season in the degenerate district, and I'm asking you to hold the line. We've been through some tumultuous times. This winter was hard. It's a pandemic year. There may have been some ups. There were certainly some downs. But now, this past week, you've seen stonks soar higher than you've ever seen them soar before. And you've seen a lock hit against all odds. And now I'm asking you once again. Huh? Even though it was the lock. Well, the... The online communities were doubting me, uh, and so it was they 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 were they were shorting my lock, and I've just I've blown through uh, the short sellers. And I'm squeezing. Sorry, them. sorry. I'm Continue sque- with the analogy. I'm squeezing them. Uh, the lock, of course, was the city clean sheet, which I think is a a good meatball uh, for. It's a meatball in perpetuity uh, until I tell you otherwise. I think their defense is just so good, and they're in great form. Just throw the throw whatever the city clean sheet is. Uh, on on the table, I think you'll be in pretty good shape. A couple other meatballs hit. Had some speculative ones that didn't quite land, but I think they were in the right mix. The Everton one I mentioned earlier. So I'm back. I'm ready with a vengeance. James, I'm actually going to go dealer's choice. Do you want the lock, the crock, or the meat a ball first? I have Wrong. multiple meatballs. Wrong. All three. Understood. I've played um, this game before. I'll fix that in post. I'll just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to mash these three on top of each other in post. <laughs> yeah, can you layer the audio? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give the meatballs first because I can tell you're hungry and I want to get you guys a nice little sub, nice warm sub. Uh, you remember how I was telling you about against Newcastle? Everton minus one is even odds against Newcastle. Love that at even odds at minus one. And it's a minus 180 if you just want the money line. I think they're winning that game by more than one goal, but fair enough to you. I bet on both of those as my, my meatballs. West Brom, for me, worst team in the league. Fulham, plus 135 against West Brom. I'm taking that. My, um, I, like, I, do, I do like Arsenal on a zero spread. Absolutely like Arsenal on a zero spread. Um, my lock of the week, James, is stonkworthy. And here it okay. is. Tottenham okay. Hotspur, plus 135 against Brighton. And you might be asking yourself, Whoa, 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 Tottenham Hotspur, plus 135 against Brighton. Kane's out, sure. But come on. This is like finding GameStop in December, baby. I'm giving you a gift. Hop on it before the tides turn. Plus 135, Spurs, after a disappointing performance, going a bigger side small. This is a game they win nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Got a few other meatballs for you. Um, honestly, you could lock several of these. I really like my meatballs this week. Uh Liverpool, minus 125 against West Ham. We talked about West Ham's form, but I think quality wins here. And 125, I love. I love Liverpool at minus 125 here. Uh, Leicester City against Leeds. Leeds is a team we haven't talked about a lot lately. Uh, I think that they're a team that's kind of settled into beating the teams below them, losing to the teams above them. A little bit of mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. And An Leicester, exciting mediocrity. Yeah. Leicester City, let's swing it back around. Disappointing performance against Everton. I think they take care of business here against Leeds. At minus one fifteen, James, my crock of the week is 
it's a shout out to the old Crocs. It's a Croc you shouldn't touch. Not with a 10-foot pole. Mm. But I'm, ri- I'm riding my boys, Chris Wilder, and the Blades. Blade up plus 2,100 against Manchester City at the Etihad. Don't they said it couldn't one. be done. They said oh. it couldn't be done in Manchester once. And I'm telling you, it can be done twice. Crock it up, stir it up, and let it stew. Open it up, get those aromas, put it in some Tupperware, and have it for days. Plus 2,100 Sheffield United against Manchester oh. City. A true crock, James, which is one you shouldn't be taking. The taking of the city of Manchester. I wouldn't be surprised if Sheffield United just pulled a Leo and said, we're not fucking leaving, and just, <laughs> just camped out in their hotel room. Right, going into With- Man City. With the COVID rules, like it honestly probably would have made sense. Like they've had like three days I'm between. Gonna be, I'm going to be so sad when City just smashes Sheffield United like four 0 oh. Like what yeah. you should do to relegation fodder. It's going to yeah. be so upsetting. It's going to be oh. so upsetting. Dude, when City smashes teams, they smash them five nothing. Like I, I, it just that's what happened. This is either Sheffield United get the dub or five nothing City. So and nothing in between. Bang. Five nothing. Five nothing City is plus twelve hundred. So. Either way, you're winning. Take them both. All right. I love it. I love it. The lock hit last week, so we are finally on the up and up. Surely it's going to keep going. Patrick, he's a known investor from around the world. People know this guy. They listen to him. And he has served up another classic. Tune in next week to find out how that all lands. Obviously, it's the Prem de la Prem Bowl. You know it's on the tip of everyone's tongues. It's what we're talking about. And that's how we're going to start off the next episode. So keep it right here on Prem de la Prem. But for now, have a great weekend. Enjoy those games. And then keep it on Prem de la Prem next week. Adios. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast. And smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.